0: You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. And welcome and hello, good morning, good afternoon, whatever the case may be to all of you out there here listening to us live. Here at Pet Life Radio, you're here live with Dr. Jeff Werber, host of Ask the Pets with Dr. Jeff. We'll be here for the next 30 minutes just talking pets. Anything that interests you, I want to hear from you. So that's what I'll know what interests you. Anything we can talk about, let me know. We can, um, easy to get hold of us. A uh, number of ways, a uh, toll-free phone call, 877-385-8882. Once again. 877-385-8882. You can also send me a quick little note via email to drjeff, that's Jeff at PetLifeRadio.com. You can also log on to us at PetLifeRadio.com. Uh, you're probably doing that already if you're listening to me. You can go to the shows, click, uh, scroll down to Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff, and you'll see down at the uh, bottom of our page, you will see a place where you can join in on the conversation. And um, you can also, which we like even more, as you can now join us live on our Google Hangouts. So just follow the lead if you go down, and you can see a uh, little Google Hangout link that's presented provided for you. Just click on that link, and you can be here live with us here on Pet Life Radio. If you're sitting in front of your, your computer with a little camera, we can see you, you can see us, and um, that's a great way to converse, talk, if you have a small dog or cat, or even a big one, bring them along with you so we can take a look at your, your pet as well. And once again, want to thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here with you. We have Bravecto, which is Merck's new, very tasty flea and tick control. Gives you three months of protection, which is fantastic. More than a cone, that's raising awareness of the arts through wellness. And it's basically what it's doing is we're trying, or they are trying to educate people about health and wellness for pets and doing so through different events. The arts, basically, they have world-famous artists that are decorating the shamed Elizabethan collar cone. And uh, instead of walking around with a cone of shame, as they like to call it, this could be actually a work of art. It's really cool. Now, of course, Save This Life, Microchip and ProSense pet products. These are veterinary quality type products that you can find in your mass retailer, such as Walmart and Target. ProSense, it's good stuff for your pet. So anyway, definitely want to get back into a little Halloween stuff. As a reminder, because of uh, next weekend, I'm traveling. I'll be back east. Uh, We're not going to be live. So I'm going to get through, once again, just the key issues of Halloween, protecting your pets during Halloween, and yet still having a great time. But also, I like to go through some of the news. And there's some cute stuff that we uh, picked up. One really caught my eye because I just found it very, very comical. And it's because it's, it's exactly... Something that I found out the hard way as a pre-veterinary student some 35 years ago. But very, very funny. Anyway, University of Missouri, this is really cool. They are studying a condition that we see in, in dogs, uh, mostly more than cats, called megaesophagus. And um, they're doing it along with the medical school. And they're finding that certain issues in both humans and now dogs are very similar. So the it's really cool when that happens. When you have the veterinary team studying something in animals, and alongside you have the medical, the human physician team and researchers doing their thing on people in the hopes that once discoveries are made and success treatments, successful treatments are discovered, that they can often be used for both. And it's not always that veterinary medicine is the leader and finds, you know, things for people, from people, but you know, oftentimes they'll test on animals but they ultimately will go to people. Well, there are some, some tried and true treatments that we have employed that got there way before the medical teams have and now are being put in play as well. For example, the feline FIV, the feline immunodeficiency virus, which is like a very close first cousin of HIV, the thought is that whoever is able to come up with a successful vaccine and as they study more and more, they're very close to doing so, whatever they discover will probably help the other species as well, which is kind of pretty cool. This was pretty gross. I usually head there every August at a conference called the Central Veterinary Conference. But in Kansas, they have this beetle called the Asian Lady Beetle. And apparently, they're pretty gross. And as we know, lots of dogs and cats are really into bugs. Not to collect them like an entomologist, but into them, they like to chase them and like to eat them. Well, Here's the problem with this swarming Asian lady beetle is that when it's bitten, it secretes this kind of a sticky substance. And it then if it's bitten by a dog, the sticky substance sticks to the inside of the mouth with the beetle. And then the beetle becomes a major irritant in the mouth. And he's driving these animals nuts because they can't get rid of it because they're stuck inside the mouth. So if you have, if you live in Kansas... Or anywhere in that Midwest, in that area. And you know what what type of beetle I'm talking about? The Asian lady beetle. And you have a dog who likes to eat and munch on insects. My recommendation clearly is keep your dog inside. Do not let it munch on Asian lady beetles. Because he will be very sorry that he did. There's also a cool thing, again, speaking about the similarities and research that happens between people and pets. So at the University of Pennsylvania Veterinary School, they are working with what they call a robotic CT scan. Now, normally, if any of you have ever had a CT scan or an MRI, well, first of all, you, know, you have those kinds that are the tubes. And you're sitting in this like kind of like a, a slide, and they try to make you comfortable, and you're going into this long tube. And for anyone out there who's claustrophobic, you are in trouble because this tube, it's like you're in a coffin. It is really – you're surrounded, very close. You cannot move. It's really scary. So to help that, then they created the donut, which is much wider. It's not long. It's, it's only about maybe a foot and a half thick. So you never feel like you are enclosed and maybe stuck forever in some place. So for those people who have uh, a certain degree of claustrophobia, it is a major benefit. Now, so now what they're doing is when you have a horse, for example, that's a pretty big animal to do anything with. So now instead of the animal staying still in one spot and this beam going around this tube or donut around the area to be studied, this robot, a little mini robot, encircles the horse's leg. And they're thinking, oh, my God, this could be great for little kids that unfortunately need to have these studies done as well and they just don't want to sit still. So instead of making that sit still in this bed and whatever, you can have them just near sitting in a chair, for example, or someplace, and have this robot encircle them. It comes out in this big arm, and so their head can stay in one spot, and this thing moves around their head. So basically, they they don't have to feel as confined. So for a a horse, for example, that's really a cool thing. Now, speaking of horses, I saw this, and I had to laugh. So when I was a pre-vet many, many years ago, I had a ton... small animal experience and trying to get into veterinary school was really tough i can only really go to davis i was coming from california not such a bad choice given it's number one in the country in fact number actually this year number one in the world but anyway so it was really tough to get into vet school so after one of my rejections i i had to met with the admissions office up at uc davis and they said you know i have so much small animal experience maybe i should get some large animal experience okay fine so through someone who knew someone who knew someone, I end up working with this pretty well-known. I would—I don't know if world famous, but certainly nationally famous equine surgeon. His name was Dr. Bob Baker. He did a lot of the horses. He did the Budweiser Clydesdales. He did these these the, the, all these racing quarter horses, these thoroughbreds. I mean, he was a pretty well-known equine surgeon. And you know, here I am, a, a supposedly a very seasoned pre-veterinary student, and. They asked me once if I would mind staying with this horse during recovery. and I'm thinking, huh, what, could be, what could be so hard? So I'm in this room. The horse is all, you know, still, it's got like the, not blankets, but these pillow harnesses around his face and head, clearly to protect him when he's awakening. I should have thought of that. The room itself is totally padded. And this nice horse is just so peacefully still asleep from his surgery. And I'm sitting there kind of holding his lead. And I'm um, just, just kind of waiting. I'm sitting up against this padded wall. I, you know, what could go wrong? Well, clearly, I found out what can go wrong. As this horse starts to wake up, he becomes a violent, and I mean violent. He is throwing himself on the floor against the walls, and I am trying to avoid this, you know, eighteen hundred pound beast. And I'm literally—I mean, it was crazy. I don't even know where to go. And we're both in this, you know, what twelve by twelve room. There's no place to to run away. And it was it was a very very frightening experience. As I often joke when I tell people the story, I say the horse finally recovered in about twenty minutes. My own recovery took about two and a half days, but it was um, it was kind of Anyway, so this article is talking about guiding horses out of anesthesia. So apparently, there were others that have experienced the same very fearful experience. What can we do? to make this anesthesia recovery period for a horse calmer, safer, et cetera. So I'm so thrilled, both for the horses and for whoever has to stay with the horse's during recovery, that there actually is somebody giving a look at this because, yeah, it was kind of frightening. This was an interesting story as well, that there was a beagle that had chronic, chronic bloody noses and ended up being referred to the university. X-rays were normal. Scope up there was normal as far as they could see. And anyway... They finally said, you know, maybe there's a tumor. Maybe there's something going on up in this poor dog's nose. Let's do a CT. So they anesthetize the dog and they put him through the CT and they find a five inch wooden stick that had worked its way up this poor dog's nose into it's the back of his nasal sinus. And it was causing all this bleeding, discomfort, sneezing, et cetera. Now, You know, oftentimes we see dogs inhale certain things. During spring, for example, the foxtail. And we're always looking up noses when these dogs are presenting with an acute onset of violent sneezing, pawing at the nose, rubbing their face against the wall or the carpet. Oftentimes epistaxis, which is bleeding. We're up there. We're looking. There's a foxtail up there. We got to just find it. I've had a cat. Similar presentation that we found behind the soft palate. So it went up the nose, almost, almost down to swallow. You know, you can do that. I don't have to explain that one to you. And yet... It was a very large, thick blade of grass, like this really kind of thick grass. I don't know what kind of what the name of that grass was, but it got stuck half back in the, in the back of the throat, half still in the sinus. The th- blade of grass must have been four or five inches long. And this cat was miserable. So we anesthetized, we're looking, I couldn't find it going up the nose. So I'm opening the mouth and I take a, like a, almost like a spay hook and I pull the soft palate forward rostrally so I could kind of see what, maybe something's going on back there. And I have a little bit of a scope that has a, a curved handle uh, you know, uh, so I could see it, I can manipulate it and I shine it up behind the soft palate and there that sucker was. And took that out, this cat just, I mean, this cat loved me for life. He felt so much better. So, anyway, that's uh, stuff going on at Smart Brief, just news out there. If you, you know, if you guys ever hear of a really interesting, funny, serious story, something you read in the news that you want to share, then uh, go ahead and send it to me at drjeff at petliferadio.com. That's Jeff at petliferadio.com. And we will share it with our listeners slash viewers on the air on my next show. So, um, yeah, don't be bashful, don't be shy. There's got to be stories. I, mean, I, I would imagine anybody who listens in, to any of our shows here on Pet Life Radio. They are animal lovers as we are, as are, ours are the hosts. So I know you. every time things get sent to you on your Facebook page and your Twitter account, your emails, I know that when someone sees something about an animal, they're sending it to you as well because I know they sent it to me. So well, we want to hear from you if there's something that you want to share, something that can benefit us, something that might help animals, then why don't you send it to me and we can share it on air and share it with the rest of our viewers. Anyway... Don't go away. It's that halfway time of the show. We, when we come back, we are going to review some of the Halloween tips. Since I'm not going to be here next week to talk about Halloween on the uh, coming up on next Monday, the 31st. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after these short messages. We'll be right back right after these messages. Stay tuned. As a dog, I know a lot about fleas and ticks, so trust me when I say no other tasty chew protects dogs as long as Brevecto. One Brevecto chew keeps fleas and ticks away for up to 12 weeks. Be a good human and ask your vet about Brevecto. Brevecto may cause vomiting. This is my tired of itching face. Does your dog suffer from persistent itching and scratching? Allergies and skin irritations caused by environment, including pollens, insects, especially fleas, food and common household allergens are common problems in dogs. It's easy to alleviate your dog's discomfort at home with ProSense. ProSense itch and allergy products provide fast relief from symptoms like itchy, irritated skin, Skin infections like hot spots and watery eyes. ProSense products are veterinary formulated and recommended to ensure the very best for your pet. Try ProSense today. Your dog will thank you for it. Pets love life. Love them back with ProSense. front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. designerpetsweaters.com Are you confused by the overwhelming number of supplements for your dog? Developed by a veterinarian, Dr. Baker's All-Natural Canine System Saver is designed to address many of the common problems your dog faces today, including allergies, inflammatory diseases, arthritis, hip dysplasia, geriatric problems, and more. Restore and maintain your dog's health with Dr. Baker's All-Natural Canine System Saver. Order two bottles today and receive 20% off plus free shipping. Visit Canine Systemsaver.com. To get this special offer, enter coupon code RS20 at checkout. Let's talk Pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLiferadio.com Pet <laughs> And welcome back. You're here live with Dr. Jeff Weber here on Pet Life Radio's Ask the Best with Dr. Jeff. And as I uh, mentioned coming uh, into the break, I want to just review some basics of Halloween. We did it about uh, a few weeks back. And if you weren't there to listen, it's important stuff because we want to make sure that everybody has a great time. And more importantly, most importantly, that your pets stay safe on this coming Halloween. So, some basics you know, it's all really common sense stuff, but I think sometimes you don't think of certain things. So, when you hear it, you go, say, Oh my God, Dad, gee, Jeff, that makes sense. So, first of all, trick or treat candies. As we know, we've heard, you know, um, ad nauseum that candies can be dangerous to our pets. First of all, the chocolate. Though for milk chocolate, you know, a lot of stuff that is handed out as milk chocolate is probably one of the, you know, lesser toxic. You get into the darker chocolates, you get into baker's chocolate, you get into pure cocoa powder, and it is extremely toxic to pets. So you want to be very careful. A lot of candies, one of my favorite, you know, remember Chunkies? open mind for Chunky, is not only chocolate, but it's raisins and nuts. Well, you got a triple whammy there. And raisins also, there are some dogs, we don't know which ones, there's no way to test are very sensitive to raisins and grapes and currants. So we have to be very careful because they can cause severe kidney toxicity. So be very careful. Lastly, because everyone is more conscientious about sugar, some of the candies that are going to be handed to your children might be sugarless, sugar-free. And one of the artificial sweeteners often used is something called xylitol. Xylitol, also very, very toxic to pets. So we need to be very, very careful about xylitol. And also, interestingly, xylitol is used as a sweetener in sugar-free peanut butters. So, you know, some of the, the commercially named brand peanut butters have the peanuts, of course, but they also add a little sugar. Well, to give that extra sweet taste, well, if they are using sugar-free, they may be using xylitol instead. Again, very, very dangerous to pets. So anything like that, you want to be careful. If you have leftover candy and you don't want your kids to have it, do not let the dogs get it. You can always send it to us here at Pet Life Radio. We'd be glad to eat it up for you, especially Snickers and peanut M&Ms. Oh, but whoever said that. But anyway, keep your pets away. A lot of dogs, even dogs that are really well-behaved and well-adjusted, you know, you know how they get when a doorbell rings, right? They're watchdogs. They start barking away. So here, when Halloween night, that doorbell is going to be ringing a lot. I mean, every minute sometimes. And it's not just a delivery man who sometimes they want to kill. No, it's these funny-looking little people. They are unrecognizable. You can't see their faces. They're wearing masks. They're dressed in who knows what. And your sweet golden retriever even can become fearful and aggressive. Because why? They are protecting the house. They're protecting you. They become a little bit more unpredictable. We don't want to take any chances. Not to mention, out of fear, they might want to bolt out of that front door. So... Important. Keep the pets away. Put them in a safe room. Cats as well, because we don't want anyone getting out on this night. Speaking of cats, black cats. It's not a uh, old wives' tale, or in this case, an old witch's tale. It's not a myth. Very strange people out there, as we know. And black cats are in danger, more danger than regular cats around Halloween time. As a matter of fact, we often recommend that the entire month of October, you should keep your black cats indoors. Interestingly, there are many shelters across the country that will not adopt out a black cat during October. So, because you know, there are just weird people out there. So I'll just, I'll leave it at that. As far as other things, be careful about exposed wires, if you have Halloween decorations, pumpkins, you know, it's uh, the corn. Remember, we've talked about this before. The cob, the corn on the cob is a perfect size to get into through the esophagus, into the stomach, into the stomach, and it starts to course its way through the intestine, and then it gets stuck. And it is a very, very serious problem. It turns out to be 99% of the time a surgical disease, sometimes emergency surgery. It can also cause some major problems within the intestine itself that it can cut off the blood supply, and we can get some tearing of the intestinal wall, causing severe peritonitis. So we have to be very, very careful as well. With corn on the cob. Pumpkin, it could just be an irritant. It's not that it's poisonous, but not good for them. So just be careful. Also, candles. If you have, you hollow out that pumpkin and you make like a jack o' lantern. Well, there are, if that inside or gets knocked over, that too can be a problem. And cats, interestingly, I'm sure you've learned this before, maybe accidentally, hopefully no damage was done. Cats are intrigued by flames. And they want to go in and they, and they kind of like want to touch it. And you know cats also, when something is vertical, what do cats like to do? They like to rub alongside of it to mark it to either feel the petting. So if they see a candle on a table and it's standing upright, which it better be, then this cat just doing its thing might knock that candle over. And that could be a problem. So be very careful. If you plan on dressing your pet up in a costume, I'm not going to talk you out of it, but I will at least give you some points of caution. Number one, test it out first. Make sure that the dog is comfortable. Make sure it's not digging into any areas like the neck or under the front legs in the armpit area, that it's not covering up their faces or eyes. I mean, remember, dogs' eyes are bad enough as they are. We don't want to make them any worse because then they become even more unpredictable. So, and remember, you take your dog with you, trick-or-treating. And again, we're talking a dog who is totally well-adjusted, fine, happy. All of a sudden, He's dressed up or not. And you you see this group of people approaching. And they may sound like regular people, but they certainly don't look like regular people. And now this well-adjusted, happy-go-lucky dog is being approached, is now... And you're with him. So now he's a little bit more protective, maybe a little bit more fearful. He has no idea what's going on. And now the kids, remember, they don't realize. They don't know the difference. So now you have kids approaching, and they see a dog. And what do, you, what do kids like to do when they see a dog, especially if they grow up with dogs themselves? Oh, my God, how cute. And they're going to come right up to your dog to try to pet it to who knows what. And your sweet, happy, healthy, nice, personable dog may become anything but all those things. So you want to be very, very careful. Make sure you keep your dog on a very tight lead if you're going to take him with you. And if you're going to dress him up in one of those funny costumes, I would advise that you test it first and make sure that they are tolerating it well and they are adjusted well to wearing it and they are happy. IDs. We always talk about this anytime we are concerned about the possibility of a dog getting free, getting loose, running out through a front door, getting away from a lease, whatever the case may be, make sure your dog has not only identification tab, but also a microchip. Very, very important. That microchip can save a life. Dogs that get picked up from the streets and are microchipped, if they have no other ID, but they have a microchip, they will not be put on death row. So it's almost like a little guarantee. It gives the staff at the shelter or the animal control department a chance to locate the owner. They follow up with that microchip number. So it's a very good thing to have even my indoor cats. And I have quite a few are microchipped as well. And they're only indoors. And I learned the hard way because one of my cats once got out, fortunately after five days, he came back. But I said to myself, then self get the rest of those cats, including the one that was gone. And now it's back microchip. So they are completely, completely safe. So anyway, it's that time. Thanks for joining me here. Pet life radio. I want to hear from you. So, uh, uh, you know how to get a hold of me, at PetLiferadio.com and send me an email or join us on the show next time we're here live. Thanks once again to Provecto, my new favorite flea and tick control, 3 months, 12-week protection from one tasty chewable pill. Save this life, Microchip. We're going to still, I'm threatening you. We're going to talk more about Microchips when Chance White comes to join us. And ProSense Pet Products, veterinary quality products, available to you at your mass retail stores and, of course, more than a cone, which is uh, raising uh, uh, awareness of animal health issues through the arts. So we will see you in two weeks here live. Uh, You want to send me any questions, any topics you want to talk about, any stories that you've heard, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, we'll see you live in two weeks. Have a great, safe Halloween, everybody, and enjoy your week. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand.